Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Doesn't make anybody happy. Right. <laughs> so, but I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, what it? What about the truck? And what about diesel trucks? And spe- like specifically, mm-hmm. makes it so attractive to to one side like only yeah is it the the hmm. the fact that it tows is it the 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 amount of accessories is it the amount of power uh, that you can get out of it that is just like a like tim the tool man yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try this may be a bit of a stretch here but i think i've got a connection okay I think this goes back to our grandfathers. Our grandfathers, left, right, doesn't matter. At that point in time, you know, the early 1900s, you, you had to you had to be self-sufficient to a point. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. So, I don't know. I don't think you have this on your way home. Maybe you do. I don't know. But on my way home, I've got two areas that I drive past. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of like fields, but I mean, a little bit, a little bit of some tree cover. Mm-hmm. But there has got to be twenty to thirty freaking campers like run down. Did I drove? I I was driving home. I think it was like two days ago, and this guy like just just it seemed like he just rolled up. Mm-hmm. With like one of these old, old travel trailers, dude. Obviously not someone that's got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this thing was like folding over, like a you know, like a square. Like, like and you start like folding a square over. Lean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like rolls in, and he's like, "This is my home." Like, it, there's like a whole group of like these homeless camper. I, I'm kind of intrigued. Like, I kind of want to like. Like, what's your system? Like, roll up. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah, like see how I see how you set up. <laughs> I'm a, uh, I'm an avid camper as well. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm, Looking I'm for not, tips. <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad. I'm just I'm a little impressed. I uh, I'm I, first I, of all I'm impressed that the 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 trailer he was towing was even towable. <laughs> Like, isn't that amazing? Like, you could buy, like, a brand new trailer. Like, we, our trailer, like, like probably the fourth or fifth trip out, blew a tire, mm-hmm. like, halfway destroyed some of the side of the side of the trailer. Like, big ordeal, right? These guys are rolling around with, like, these 1972 freaking Winnebago's that are folding in half, but are just, they make it. That's how they make it. Yeah, you, you don't see them broke down on the side of the road. You just see them camping off the side of the road. Well, it may- <laughs> Maybe they are broke down. I was gonna say maybe the breakdown is camping. Yeah. Well, they just happen to break down in a nice little convenient little spot. You really gotta remember, Tyler. Home and Ryan, you might get. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Homo's homo's you like wanna, you like see homo's naked. No, nah, man. Homo's naked. Homo's naked. You might. I get it. All right. Homo's naked. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> that was a great movie. I forget. Water boy. Water boy. Yeah. Was no, that, I just said. Uh, was that Waterboy? Yeah, was that? Waterboy. Yeah. He's almost like, yeah, the coach. Yeah. 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 Okay, all right, Not right. the coach. He's the he's like the redneck guy. Is he? Oh, maybe he is a coach. He's, he's a, part. He's, he's one yeah. of the coach. He's like the offensive line or defense yeah, yeah, coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought for a second it was Joe Dirt, but it's not Joe Dirt. No. No. No, not that guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, now that we've got a little nostalgia under our belt here, uh, thanks for tuning in. This is Ben and Tyler from America's Diesel Podcast coming at you from Spokane, Washington, the glorious Pacific Northwest. Uh, no, we are not Seattle. We're right next to Idaho. We don't like them. Yeah. They stay over there. We stay over here. Everybody's, ha- everybody's yeah, happy. Everybody's happy. Yeah, there's a, there's a hill in between. Natural Good design. Say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. You can find us on anywhere that you listen to podcasts by searching America's Diesel Podcast that covers Google Play, SoundClouds, iTunes, Spotify, uh, and, of course, on the YouTubes. Yeah. Um, if you want to leave a comment or a question pertaining to a certain episode, YouTube is a great place to do that. Um, Jim Lawrence has been coming in. He's our resident fact checker. Never met him before in my life. Uh, he receives absolutely no kind of compensation from us <laughs> other than high fives. Um, he just kind of fell into the role. He kind he kind of volunteered, and I kind of just like, hey man, this is where it is now. Maybe someday, Jim, we'll we'll get you on the payroll. Yeah, that would be hilarious, actually. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's Jim Lawrence? Yeah. Oh, it's our fact checker. He's yeah, we we hired him. <laughs> it just, I, I imagine that being like you saw in the news that there was the guy that got uh, uh, recently sued by Facebook for. Get it? Like he's made over 122 million dollars just by submitting invoices to Facebook, and because no one actually checks what's going on, <laughs> they just paid him. They've been paying their invoices off. 122 million dollars before they figure it out. He's been doing this for years. Is he like? This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house fuel bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, Our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are they have you know anti gel in there all the time they have C10 in there all the time they end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per thirty two gallons and that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae and it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates it, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it. 
It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-Bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. What's going on? I, I'm intrigued. What's going I, on I, with him? I don't know. I'd, I'd be bailing the country. Yeah. Like, bye. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I feel like upping my fees, but at the same time, I keep submitting it, and they keep paying. <laughs> yeah. I, a, I'm just saying a, shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. My God. Like, who's this guy, Dwayne? I don't know, but you better pay him. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been paying Dwayne for 10 years, and we've been in the green for 10 years. We, we need to keep paying Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne's got no overhead costs. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> never raised his rates. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing business model. Yeah. <laughs> Just start submitting invoices to see who pays him back. I'm not going to say that's a bad idea. <laughs> Part of me is like, hey, that's on you, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. No one decided to ask a question. Yeah, like a <laughs> single question. It's on you, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. I think they I think they got it though. So yeah. like I don't think they're probably probably not hurting. <laughs> yeah. Uh back to the dang intro. <laughs> uh yeah, leaving uh comments and questions, there's a great place to do that. I can respond to them there. Um if you have something that you want me and Tyler to cover on the podcast, it is the uh, probably your best place to do it is either on YouTube or email. Because um, we do usually kind of save those up and kind of get them going in a big episode or something like that. Now, if you do need to get parts going for your truck, uh, shooting me or Tyler an email, honestly, is probably not the fastest way to do that just because we are doing this kind of stuff. And honestly, our main job at the moment is not even answering phones. Yeah. So if you do get us on the phone, it's because, I mean, obviously, we still Lucky we still day. Yeah, lucky day. We still <laughs> hop in. We still hop out. Um, but if you're like Jones and to talk to us because you have to get a part ordered, um, you should probably talk to one of the sales guys. Um, and if, if it's a question they, for some reason, can't answer, they can come find us. I'm not saying we're too good for you guys because that just... No, they're probably smarter than us at this they point. They probably are, yeah. That sounded probably really elitist right there. But yeah. I don't <laughs> just because uh, we have had a couple where they're like, you know, they you know ask for a call back. And, and honestly, sometimes for something like that, I, I can't get a call back for like two days. I'm like, well, I need a part next year. And now I'm, now I'm yeah. behind. I'm like, well talk to our sales techs they will get you going so if you need a part quick uh talk to our sales techs they're on their phones 12 hours a day monday through friday 6 a.m to 6 p.m pacific time slave drivers over here yeah okay uh but yeah phone number 888-993-4373 and they will get you set up um and if you are placing orders on the website and you do listen to this podcast do me a favor and just write podcast in the notes section. That helps me uh, when I go through and, and check the orders every couple of weeks or so, every couple of days. Um, that just lets lets our higher-ups know that, hey, people that listen to the podcast are buying parts. Yeah. We're not doing this for our own shits and giggles. Yeah. People are buying parts. Doing it for you, the people. Yeah, for the people. For the people. And one of the other things that helps us grow and continue to do cool stuff is reviews. Yeah, absolutely. Keep those reviews coming in, five-star only. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Take that. At, was that FE, SEC? Yeah. Federal, no. FTC? Yeah. Sure. Federal Trade Commission? <laughs> yeah. Or, Five stars only. Yeah. <laughs> you can leave a review on any of the platforms that Ben mentioned earlier. Screenshot that and send it to podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck and an address so we can send a sticker to it. It looks just like the logo on our cups and our background. Yeah. Bam. All right. Let's get into this episode. <laughs> How do you want to start? Well, um, 
Ben's got a leak again. Breaking news. Ben's has a 7-3 seven seven three leaks. Leaking oil. Amazing. That yeah. never happens. <laughs> Ever. Uh, yeah, so uh, the excursion does have an oil leak. Yeah. Um, Are you, how often do you wrench on that thing? And I'm not saying it as like, I'm right. not trying to like make fun of you, but I just, for, because <clears throat> how many miles are on that truck? I'm, I'm dangerously close to 250 right now. Okay. <clears throat> just for people out there listening, like when you, the older trucks take maintenance and th- these are anything that we talk about. Like, I'm not trying to make fun of Ben, even though I kind of am, um, but I am trying to make fun of Ben, <laughs> but, uh, I accept um, these are things that, uh, you definitely got to think about if you're looking at a higher mileage truck. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just gonna. There's gonna be things that are going to fail. That uh, over time, like time is is a killer too. I mean, mm-hmm. along with heat and other things. But um, you know, these are things that I'm sure you are well aware of or already had mm-hmm. plans on doing anyway. So mm-hmm. I'll, that was me being nice. Now I'm gonna turn back and what's leaking, Ben? Again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, to to expand on what Tyler said a little bit. Uh, yeah, I went into buying a high mileage, uh, excursions. Actually, both of my seven threes are high mileage, but, uh, my excursion specifically, um, because I, I went into it fully knowing that it is going to nickel and dime me a bit, which I fully understand. Uh, but at the same time it was in my budget. Yeah. I really want an excursion. I know seven threes really well. And at this point I would rather get into it because the longer I wait to find a nicer and nicer excursion, the more money they cost. Yep. And the harder most, they are to find. The harder they are to find. And the more likely it is I'm going to end up doing this stuff on them anyways just because of their age. Yeah. So I decided to bite the bullet now and just understand. And that's one of the reasons why I haven't, I haven't done wheels and tires on it. Right. I haven't done any sort of lift on it. I haven't, like, I, I, I honestly, I'm not a, the, the super, super old school edge juice of the attitude on there. It's very docile tuning. Yeah. Like, I, it, there's, there's no offense, edge, but like, it's a, it's no, tuning's come a long way. Tuning's like talking come about a very long. This, this yeah. is like, we're talking, this is the type of like old, old edge. It doesn't even plug into the OBD2 port. It just, it's just, yeah, this is like pre, the, like, that's probably like early 2000s stuff. Yeah. That's in that. Like I, I can see why if you had a stock truck in and that truck like in two thousand four and you put this on there, oh my god, this is you know this truck's a rocket ship. Yeah. But after having a couple seven threes and knowing what tuning, even edge tuning is like now, it's like it's night and day. Yeah. Um. But I haven't even I haven't even changed that out because it's one of those things I know this thing's gonna nickel and dime me for a little bit. Um. So I'm accepting that and really kind of trying to be smart about things. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, up until let's see, so I got it, and it did have a fuel and oil leak. Um, located both, fixed them both, uh, and it went the entire summer without leaking. Yeah, like not even it wasn't even like a drop, a drip, or anything. So it just nothing. Was it was it out of oil? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't, and okay. uh, that's that, that's kind of a joke because obviously seven threes can't run without oil because yeah. they have to have oil to fire the injectors. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's yeah, a safety yeah, mechanism, yeah. but not really. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. So as far as like the the leakage, I, I I take that. So I had an oil and a fuel leak. I fixed those, and there were still like I was still picking up, you know, or seeing a drop every now and then, and. It was kind of it was so small and so little that I kind of figured okay this might be just some residual happening here, and yeah. it, was, it was like towards the end of winter and honestly the weather warmed up and it stopped, nothing was leaking anymore. Yeah. I was like, sick, 
I mean, maybe it's my EBV, I guess, because it's not really being used anymore. But yeah. okay, cool. Like, I, I, I can't find a leak if it's not leaking. So I kind of, I don't want to say I predicted having something like this happen, but I was kind of thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, weather's changing. Might see something happen now. Um, lo and behold, I started getting a little drip here and there, um, doing some diagnosing and some, some uh, usually after work, coming home with a flashlight, you know, just looking at different parts of the engine, getting under it, trying to see where it's coming from. Because if you if if you have a seven three and it has an oil leak, the first thing that you always think is going to happen is, oh my god, the oil pan's leaking, or my rear main rear main seal's yeah. leaking because it comes off of the inspection plate right there, right. and it looks like it. Pump the brakes, chance because there 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 are weep holes for for the valley. Like you're going to have oil and fuel usually accumulates in the valley, goes down towards the back, drops down around, and comes down yeah. on the inspection plate. It's more than likely coming from your valley. Okay, yeah, like pump. I know I've had to calm myself down before. So um, I just start looking, and and honestly, the easiest way to find leaks on a 7.3 is just pick a spot, clean the ever-living crap out of it, and go through another drive cycle or scenario where you know it's going to start leaking and monitor it. Yeah. There's just, aside from getting in there and just starting to tear things apart and replacing every single O-ring you can find, um, that's honestly just the easiest way to do it. Unless it's like just some hellacious oil leak. Yeah. Like, like there's a stream. Yeah. <laughs> like this is, uh, I was getting to the point where like th- there is a significant puddle every time I stop. Um, but again, my oil level was not going down too much. But then again, got four gallons to work with. <laughs> right. Okay. Got a lot of oil. Yeah. You're going to lose like half of it before it starts showing on the stick. Pretty much. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to be damn near a gallon down yeah. before, before you're out of range on the stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so and so doing more stuff and and, and looking at it, I was like I noticed because I had been in there already to do the fuel bowl um, and I cleaned the valley out and that's also a good thing if you ever in the valley you should probably clean it out because if you notice oil in there okay there's an oil leak somewhere um, I noticed some oil in the in the front of the valley I'm like okay cool so I start looking at stuff um, spray and brake clean getting my mirror in there and whatnot yeah. and uh, you know, found out that my the front fitting on the high pressure oil pump where I have my CNC fab lines uh, the oil ring had blown out. Um, uh, and honestly, I don't recall actually torquing that fitting down. Um, so I, I this, this is no fault of the CNC lines. Yeah, I, I, I'm almost I'm like ninety nine percent sure this is installer error. Installer error. Yeah. Um, wow, that takes that takes a man to admit that. Well, because you start going yeah. back and <laughs> thinking about it, and I'm thinking to myself like, you know, when, all right, when I, did I torque this down? Because I'm sitting there with like my. My ha- my uh, you know three eighth inch drive tor- torque wrench with a whole bunch of extensions on. I'm like, I don't remember doing this. <laughs> like, I don't remember having this doing this setup. This yeah. setup. This is. I would have known this because I ha- I have three very specific extensions on here to make this angle. <laughs> right. And I do not recall doing this. Yeah. Something. I'm pretty sure to my. I probably put it on there and got it and gave it the old you know elbow torque. Yeah. Because it's not a lot. It's only like thirty pounds. Yeah. Um, or 25 or 30 pounds and not a lot because you got a, you know, a, a steel, aluminum you know, housing. Yeah, yeah, steel threads going into aluminum. You don't want to strip those out. Yeah. Um, but luckily, and uh, this is another piece of advice for someone buying a high mileage 7.3, um, just start buying O-rings. Yeah, it, it's cheap. Yeah, they they are cheap. Go go to you know, I don't I don't always condone going to Amazon or something. Like that, well, I mean, but, even on our website, we've got yeah. a ton of reseal kits, a ton of O rings. We're getting yeah. we're tr- definitely trying to kind of 
fill some holes when it comes to like that fix it stuff. So we've mm-hmm. definitely got a bunch of kits that we uh, sell that come with a bunch of different mm-hmm. kind of seals and whatnot. But yeah. yeah, just start accumulating that stuff, and then you have it when something fails. I mean, exactly, especially like fuel line. That was that the 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 Parker, not the Parker, like the square. What's that called? It's like a uh, it's it's like an O ring, but it's like squared off. And it's the it goes on on the flare side of the fitting, like on a few lines. This fitting O ring. I'll look it up. The square ring. It's a square ring. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I would recommend just you know making sure you have a good uh, random O ring selection. If it's a kit that you buy that just has a whole bunch of different sizes, never a bad idea to have that on hand. Yeah. Um, but luckily, I did have an extra O ring hanging around. Um, Put that on there, torqued it down correctly, uh, screwed everything back in, started it up, you know, gave the pedal a couple of whacks and and went back there and looked at it and there's no oil seeping out. I'm like, okay, cool. There's one. Yeah. Um, so I, in the process of doing that, I did introduce a ton of oil into the valley. Yeah. Um, so I tried to sop up as much of that as I could. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, the only thing I can do now is to try and drive it more. I got to figure out if it's still leaking. Um, the leak did significantly decrease, but it's definitely still there. So I start looking around other places and, uh, I'm under the passenger side and I'm looking and I'm thinking like, Oh, there's a lot of like a lot of moisture happening on the, uh, passenger side, oil galley rear prog. Uh-huh. And they are a major pain in the ass to get to. I'm like, okay, shit. I don't want that to be it. I really don't want that to be it. <laughs> um, but it, it's kind of weird to get up there and try and clean it off. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like kind of reaching around. I'm, uh, I've got my mirror out. Um, I took a charge pipe off to uh, kind of get in there by the by the turbo and get the mirror under there and look at everything. Um, I did notice that the the EBV, the actuator on the pedestal, mm-hmm. um, was definitely seeping some oil out of that rod there. Um, so don't judge me. I know you're going to judge me, but don't judge me. Uh, no, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you, you guys can't see Corey. Corey's got a whiteboard and he's like trying to figure it out for me and just yeah. that's not it. <laughs> um, but uh, again, don't judge me. I can tell you're judging me, but if you've ever done this, you know what I'm talking about. Um, there is an engine hoist mount right there. Um, so I took some bailing <laughs> wire and wired the EBV open. Uh, no, no judgment here. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly just trying to, because if I can, I'm thinking to myself like, okay, the weather's getting cold. Yeah. So what has changed between what was being used when it was hot and now that it's cold? Well, the EBV is starting to happen. I can hear it in the morning. Yeah. So I'm hoping that if I stop the EBV from moving, whatever was kind of gunked up and keeping it from leaking profusely before, maybe it does that again. And then it's on my list of things I need to change. Yeah. Um, but I can at least isolate at that point. So I wired it open and, you know, clean it with brake clean, um, drove it for a day or two. And then, you know, I looked in like, it's... It's sweat. It, it's sweating. Yeah. It's definitely not the profuse leak. Yeah. Um. So and then I managed to get a freaking rag on a stick up on the rear, uh, <laughs> the rear plug and clean that off and toasted about a can of brake clean on that too. Yeah. Um. Drove it around for a real quick, you know, rip that night. Didn't see any moisture coming out. Okay, well, it's not that plug. That's nice. Yeah. Um. But the only thing that I honestly can't get a good visual on is the. Uh, pedestal to engine and turbo to pedestal O-rings. So I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. Um, 
I know there are other fittings back there, but it is definitely coming from, you know, in the valley somewhere. Yeah. I've been able to look at back the back of both heads and I, you know, with the engine on under it. Yeah. Um, and just, I don't see any oil. Ha- I can see oil dripping, but I don't see any oil happening. Yeah. And I'm talking like when I get home, as soon as, because my driveway is part, you know, slanted. So yeah. if anything's in the valley, it's going to come out the back. Right. And so I'm immediately like, I get home, I turn the engine off. I even go in. I'm like immediately a creeper underneath the truck. Like, okay, where's Scott? I got to watch this thing. Yeah. I'll find you. Yeah. Um, so I'm like 99% sure I've got pedestal stuff happening there. Um, not the worst thing in the world. Not the worst thing in the world. Because I noticed there's a pedestal sitting on your desk. Yeah, I, I acquired <laughs> a, a, I think it's a Rotomaster non-EBV pedestal yeah. um, a while back. Uh, I don't know how many bolts or any O-rings for it or anything like that, but I happen to have one. Um, so, I'm a, this is a grown-up Ben moment. This is a very grown-up Ben moment. Maybe part of me has died. Uh, I don't think it has, but um, we all got to grow up sometime, right? Yeah. I'm 35. Huge shout out to Ispro for making badass gauges and sponsoring the podcast. Absolutely. We've been selling Ispro gauges, gosh, ever since I can remember. Um, Ispro for years has been giving consumers the ability to, to monitor their trucks accurately. Uh, whether you're looking for something with a little bit more racy of a look or something more factory match, Ispro's got you covered. One of the things I love about the kits that they sell is not only do they come in a bunch of different denominations, you can get, you know, zero to 40 or zero, whatever you're looking for with the color designation on there, but they come with the wiring too. Absolutely. Super easy to install. If you're looking for a set of analog type gauges today, check them out. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. And Ispro, you're the best. Absolutely. Today's the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, if you don't know, I've, I've got a, a baby girl coming in, in a month or two. Um, your due date is early December. She's going to be early for yeah. sure. 100%. Um, so sometime in, in, uh, in November, more than likely my wife is like sitting there. She's like, this girl's coming any freaking day now. Like this is, I, I, our first, our, our first son, our son was early. Obviously, um, we're actually getting pretty darn close to the point where Ricky made his debut. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. And Lynette is like, my wife literally like less than 48 hours before my son, before her water broke with my son and he was super early. That was the first time she ever like looked at me in the morning. She's like, oh, I feel pregnant today. Like I feel big. I feel like I, like this whole other time, like, yeah, I got a baby. I'm big. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, it's different between the kind of like, she was like, yeah, I can definitely tell I'm pregnant right now. <laughs> She's been like that for about a week now. Really? And I'm like on edge. Every time my wife texts me or call me or in the, at yeah. night and she like shifts her weight, I'm like, go time. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. It's not go time yet. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Chill the F out. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> old Ben would be, I'd already have, you know, BD up pipes on order, probably either a 38R or a BD turbo thruster two. Yeah. AFE intake manifold. Um, and and maybe even a regular return because I'm going to be in there anyways. And why not? Right. Let's get take care of it. You know what? You know what's makes up pipes a hell of a lot easier having the transmission out of the way. So we're, gonna, <laughs> just we're just going to build the transmission right. too. Just going to yeah. do that right now too. Is that in your budget? Nope. But I got time. Yeah. Time is money, <laughs> so I'll make it happen. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm Hold not back. Even, I know. I, I'm even, I'm crunching numbers to, like, I walk into Tyra's office today. I got my little post-it note going, and I'm, I'm crunching numbers. I'm trying to figure out if I can actually justify even just buying a new stock turbo. 
Yeah, so Ben starts talking to me about like seven three stuff, and I've got my one <laughs> headphone in, and as he's talking, I just turn up the music, yeah. and I just go, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, cool. Yeah, no one Sit. cares. Sweet. <laughs> no, I'm, I yeah, actually I listen. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, and this is this also comes down to knowing your resources and using what resources you do have. Because so, funny enough, <laughs> I've actually rebuilt a turbo on a 7.3. I've replaced he one. He hasn't. I have not actually rebuilt one. Yeah. Um, so I, and I'm, I successfully rebuilt it. It's still working to this day. If anybody's curious. <sighs> Jesus, Ben. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got got a spit, dude. You can't swallow that stuff back down. Put a mask on. Yeah. <laughs> put a mask. Sheep. <laughs> Take it off. Put it on. <laughs> Take it off. Put it on. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Stand up, sit down, <laughs> put your finger in your butt. It's <laughs> not how you do it, Doctor Fauci. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back into talking about turbos, <laughs> and uh, so I'm looking at like rebuild kits, and um, they're like sub fifty bucks. Yeah, our cost. <laughs> like, like I think retail on them is probably about sixty five, seventy five dollars. Okay. Our cost is like forty five bucks or something yeah. like that. Um, no, you just told people our margins on stuff. <laughs> it's a rebuild kit if you can't figure that out. <laughs> Oddly enough, on small parts like that, our margins really, like, they make more sense there because people think we make those kind of margin like transmissions. Yeah. Or like really, really big ticket items. Yeah. The margins go down. Down actually, bigger stuff. Yeah. Seriously. Um, yeah. That's enough about that before I get fired. <laughs> um, we lose our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> so I got my list together. I've got uh, I've got some clamps. I've got a turbo install kit. I've got a non EBV outlet with bolts, and I'm and I'm ashamed that I even looked this up. So my experience with the pipes, um, mine are leaking. Um, I wouldn't say they're detrimental by any means. They still, re- I mean, they, they still hold twenty pounds of boost. Yeah. So they're but there's de- there's soot. You can see where it's leaking. Yeah. I mean, it's, they got to be leaked. I mean, they don't yeah. last that long. Yeah. Uh, and even on my first excursion, that only had 117 when I did this, but even just me taking the turbo out with the stock up pipes yeah. tore them apart. Like, the donut gasket yeah. was gone. Um, so I know for a fact as soon as I get back there and start making anything move or it's, you know, I'm, my up pipes are going to be toast. I'm ashamed that I even looked up how much the donut gaskets cost. <laughs> I did. Um, and I, I went away from that option because there are let me put it this way i'm more than likely going to be doing a rebuild kit a billet wheel a non-ebv pedestal non-ebv outlet and um i i am i bought a new actually i ordered them today i got a new uh compressor the turbo to intake manifold um gasket and clamp i got a new uh downpipe clamp um, I originally was going to order a up pipes to turbo clamp, but actually, no, I did because I, the BD one, I don't think that comes with it. You have to reuse mm. your clamp. I could be wrong. I have to look. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but I'm going to be doing BD up pipes. I'm going to pull the turbo, do a rebuild. Um, I'm if I'm iffy on doing a, a, a new wastegate actuator. I'm probably not going to do it because um, I'm doing this with the, uh, I'm more than likely going to be back there doing this again. Um, that's always a tough pill to swallow sometimes. It's so tough because I want to get it I don't done like now doing things, so bad. Yeah, I don't like doing things twice. But sometimes, sometimes you you know, sometimes you don't have an option. And But as long right. as you're okay with it when you, like, you know, do the first one, mm-hmm. like, okay, listen, I'm going to do this again. So I'm going to really pay attention 
to like how I'm doing it, mm-hmm. what things I could do better next time to make things quicker yeah. and easier. So it's not a bad thing, but it is kind of a bad thing to do something yeah. twice. So, um, and, and the main thing why I'm like, I, I basically had originally planned on doing this next summer. Um, I got a baby coming. My the transmission needs attention. Up pipes need attention. Um, so I was basically going to, you know, get my budget going. So that sometime next summer, I can put the excursion down for a week or so, do the transmission, and and take care of all that stuff all at once. Yeah. Um, but I, Murphy's Law is going to come in full effect here if I don't take care of this before the weather turns and my baby comes. Yeah. So I guarantee it. Because that thing doesn't really fit in your garage, does it? It fits in. Um, but you can't, like, close the door. No, I can. Well, you can. It, I, it, it fits in ass out, so I can drive yeah, like it drop, straight in. You gotta, like drop the air pressure on the tires. No, no. take I, the front clip off. <laughs> no. Both bumpers have to come off. <laughs> no, I can actually. I I can drive it straight in. It's uh, amazing. I know. I was amazed. <laughs> I can fit it all the way in there. The bumper is literally touching the foundation of my house, um, and I can close the door and walk around it. Um, Damn. There, there, you have to like sashay behind the back. You know, you're, not, you're not walking wide sashay. shoulder. But yeah, you're, you're strafing across, you know? uh, sidestepping. Um, probably sounds super lame saying sashay. <laughs> I know. I was like sashay. What the hell is that? Was that RuPaul sashay? I don't know. I probably just a whole bunch of people. When, stop I, think of, when I think of sashay, I think of like a like a scarf thing, like an actual sash, like a 21st birthday. Girl no, no, I was thinking like well, like one of those like big like scarf things. Oh. Like they're you know what I'm talking about? They're not like they're not like a regular scarf, they're like a thin No, I was <laughs> You talking about the uh the infinity scarves? Like they're not actually scarves, they're just a big loop of fabric that girls like know. double triple up around. Yeah, them. something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Is that what they call it? Affinity scarf? Infinity scarf. Oh wow. Because it's not there's no end. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just, it's That's just, amazing. It's just a, it's a circle. It's a big circle. <laughs> it's a big circle. It's getting no end. Golly. It's a circle. I'm going to get my wife an infinity scarf, infinity scarf for Christmas. And that's why I know why it's called an infinity scarf. I had to buy my <laughs> wife a scarf. I, I chose, but I'm going to call it a sachet. <laughs> I, bought, I bought you an infinity sachet. Deal with it, Cass. She's like, what is that? <laughs> like, Tyler, that's a chicken nugget. How did you manage <laughs> so, to mess yeah. that one up? I don't know, babe. Yeah. I don't like computers. I don't like change. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Yeah, uh, Murphy's Law. But yeah, um, that if I don't take care of it now, it will end up biting me in the ass later on. Yeah, I do in the up pipes. I think is a good decision because I think swapping turbos on that truck isn't too bad. No, it's not really. It's really not that bad. But up pipes are a totally different story. So if you're get in there, do the up pipes, rebuild the turbo, throw mm-hmm. a billet wheel in there, and drive it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think that's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been weighing on my mind all day today. Yeah. I'm trying to like, Ben, you're doing the right thing. Part of me is like, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you, man. It's there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you got you got your uh you got your large people carrier that you gotta make sure yeah. runs good. You got a growing family. Which by the way, like if my dad back in the day like had an excursion, like that would have been like the dopest rig to have as a kid. Like, cause I'd be running around the back of that thing mm-hmm. like I mean, I'm sure Ricky probably does. Oh, dude, he loves playing there. Dude, that, that thing is so that like the just the the sheer amount of space that is available to you yeah. in the back of that. It's like having a standard cab truck. You fold the seats down, and you got a long bed. <laughs> like totally. 
if, with a canopy. Especially if you, take <laughs> both, if you take both rows of seats out. Holy guacamole. Yeah, you can camp right in there. There is some real estate in that thing, hey, for speaking, sure. Speaking of camping, yeah. thinking about selling our camper. Oh, shut up. Seriously. Oh. To get something. Well, we're going to get something else, obviously. Ben. I had to spit again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Perfect camper for your family. That's, that is. Uh, I'm just saying. It's true. It's a great camper. Um, it's not my courage right now. <laughs> Dang it! Can we get Lynette on the phone? <laughs> she will shut you down super fast in a really nice way. I'm sure. I'm sure. That'd be like about a three and a half second conversation. Yeah. So Lynette, this camper I got. Shut up. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no, Tyler. No. Not <laughs> did, there. did Ben say yes? He said no. Ben, did you say no? Yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want for dinner tonight? <laughs> you get to pick. Let's just switch topics. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, that, that brings me to a another kind of segment we were, we were riffing on a little bit today. Yeah. Dads and trucks. Well, no, what got me was we, so mm -hmm. we were talking about what makes trucks so like attributed to like America and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it just, it, it's it not only manly, but like it just puts off this vibe of. Like that guy loves America. That guy, you know, drinks beer. You know, that guy shoots guns. Yeah. You know, stuff yeah. like that. You know. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a uh, the, the conversation kind of spiraled off in a couple different ways, and uh, I'd say about fifteen percent of it we can't actually say on a podcast. Um, but we, I will say, I'm going on a limb here. Yeah. Excuse me. I hope I don't isolate a whole bunch of or piss off a whole bunch of people. But you know what? Sometimes this is an observation. So if you get mad over an observation, okay, maybe you should observe more. Yeah. And maybe make a you know, I mean, it, we're just going off of the facts that we see in front of our face. This is true. And if any of this surprises you, then this is more likely <laughs> the first podcast you've ever listened to. And if it surprises you at this point in this podcast. Yeah, I'm surprised you're still listening. Either that, or you're just trying to gather ammo to try and kill me and Tyler because we've already made fun of Doctor Fauci on here. <laughs> Put the mask on, take it off. What do you mean, Fauci? Yeah. You're making fun of Fauci? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a doctor. I'm a, I'm a doctor. I swear. <laughs> I swear. I'm, I've got the papers. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to think back. Like, what's the best way? To, like, I'll, I'll say it. I don't yeah. care. Listen. <laughs> Listen, y'all. What from my observations? Okay, most truck people are of the conservative ilk. Is that a, is that a word that I, let's make that up? Elk? Did I say the word right? It is now. It is yeah, now. You know what I'm trying to trying it to is? say? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Corey says okay, yes. or of the conservative persuasion. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to say, just like I, you don't see a lot of. Uh, um, I'm going to do it right wing and left wing. You don't see a lot of left wing people mm -hmm. driving around in their truck with a Biden Harris flag in the back. <laughs> like, no, you don't. You and don't at all. I don't think I've ever seen one. <laughs> like, or a bumper no. sticker or that sort of thing. So it just makes you kind of think like, what, what about trucks 
is so much like the majority of truck owners are of the right. Mm-hmm. And we started talking about it. We're like, okay, these are like people that want to do things, do things, you know, for themselves. They want to, um, you know, they, they, they're, they're, they're either self-employed, you know, construction guys or, you know, or, or whatever. Um, or they do like a lot of, you know, home improvement stuff with, you mm-hmm. know, at, mm-hmm. at their own house or do a lot of work on their own with their, you know, at their house or that sort of thing. It's just because in the, 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 and I know probably a lot of people listening would, would like, duh, be like, you know, but it just makes you think, you know, I there's gotta be like left wing people that have like a truck that love their truck too. Like there's, is that just like a stupid, like right wing, like, <laughs> like, like kind of like truck man, bleh, caveman. I'm going to start yes and no. <laughs> I will say that there's a little bit of overreach in there. Yeah. And the only reason I, I can speak to that is just growing up in the Bay Area and, and, and growing and, and you know, being a, a young adult in California for many, many years and driving around in a truck. Yeah. Um, there, there is an overwhelming, in my opinion, at least seeing the type of people, there is an overwhelming, you know, typically, you know, I'm a man's man in America, I'm, you know. I'm on the right that type yeah. of thing that drive trucks. There are plenty of them that don't. I will say I have I have seen trucks with Obama stickers on them. Like I have seen that. Um, so they're they're not not out there. But to me, it almost they. I feel like a lot of them are almost kind of like I have to drive a truck. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Or like like I feel like those I'm are the trucks. It. I'm behind enemy lines. Like those are the trucks that like uh, get used like three times a year. Um, like you'll find like a, like an 05 Cummins that's got like 1500 miles on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like never gets drove mm-hmm. like that sort of thing. Like I compare it to, so like that, like the, the amount of the people on the left that drive trucks are like the, the same amount of people on the right that drive like hybrids. Or like Priuses, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying. Like they, very they, few. They drive them for <laughs> a very specific intended purpose. Yeah. Like you may have a, a guy who, because I, I, I've even seen them before, where they're like, like stickers on the back of Priuses that are like, like I know it's a Prius. I need the mileage. Yeah. Or something like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like stuff like that. Like and they like I think those types of that mentality is definitely the same. It's like I am driving this Prius. Because I drive a million miles a week, yeah. And it's, it's a commuter. All, it's a commuter. Yeah. It's flatland, and this thing gets like I've got nine, a six, seven power stroke at home. Yeah, <laughs> I've got like four Delia trucks at home. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I yeah. go home and I basically, you know, I try and think of ways that I can shoot my Prius and still get insurance money out of it. Yeah, but at the same time, I know I have to drive it tomorrow. Yeah, um, same thing with you know the, the flip side of that with a uh, you know a little bit of a blue blood and and in the you know truck. Yeah. Um, and expanding a lot even more, going back to growing up in California, even in, and this is the dads and trucks thing. Yeah. Even in California, and when I say the Bay Area, California, I don't want to get too specific. Well, I don't really care because I don't live there anymore. I grew up for the most part in Alameda. It is an island in the San Francisco Bay right next to Oakland. Um, and I also lived in other parts of the Bay Area as well, but for the most time, it was in Alameda. Now, two main places, Alameda and San Jose. And... Even growing up for most of my formative years, so basically kindergarten through sophomore year of high school, your dad drove a truck. Yeah. It's, it was a common thing. Like, 
dad drives a truck. Yeah. Mom drives the the wagon or the car or the minivan. Or maybe she has a suburban. Maybe you're that type of family. Just died. I knew some of those too. But like, dad always drives the truck. Yeah. What kind of truck does your dad have? Yeah. My dad has this. You know, if you're a dad, you drive a truck. Yeah. I don't care if you don't work construction. My dad was an air traffic controller. He had a truck. Yeah. Like, he also had a Corvette. Yeah. That's the other thing too. It's like you have you have the family car. You have your truck because you're a man. And you have your sports car. Yeah. And that's like the, the two and a half kids white picket fence. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And e- even even in liberal ass Alameda, dads have trucks. Yeah. That's it. And and because I know he sometimes listens to these. So I'm not, not trying to talk shit on you, dad. Yeah. My dad leans left. I'd say he's yeah. a fairly left person. Totally fine. Totally Everybody fine. has their own opinions. That's totally we got, fine. We got That's a lot totally of respect that. for each other. Um, yeah. we, we do talk about things. I don't say we talk about a lot of things, but we do talk about things. Um, we're not that type of people where we're like disassociated with each other. Like right. That. Which is good. It's good to have that yeah. conversation. Opposing views is fine. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Right. Which everybody needs to learn, all right? Yeah. Everybody needs to calm down. You need to calm the hell down and just be a freaking human. Yeah. Take a minute and have a beer and be a, be a human. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Um, you can laugh about them later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? You, you might get 1% more, more perspective than you did before, and you don't need to necessarily go into a conversation knowing that someone's going to change your mind. You yeah. just need to at least hear them and, and just gain some perspective. Yeah. It's just have that goal. That's yeah. all you need. Uh, excuse me. And I remember being in in high school, even my dad, you know, talking about cars I want to get or something like that. He's like, you know, growing up, you know, just, you know, being a, a young man, you're, you're never knocking any truck. Yeah. And I was like, damn. And after all, he's been right this entire time. I've always driven trucks. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's, he's never been wrong. Like I, I have, I've never not needed a truck. Yeah. And when I don't have a truck now, I feel like, Shirt doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah. I just, I feel like at any moment, like, you're like, what if I need plywood? Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> I need to go to Home Depot. Like, do, am I gonna have to rent a trailer? Like, to get like, yeah, two by fours. <laughs> well, it's it's a, a new thought process you never had to deal with before. It was never like, I never had to think like, can I transport that? It's more like, how many of those can I transport? Yeah. How many can I put back there? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I've got enough straps and enough stuff. I. You give me enough time, I'll strap anything to anything. Yeah. And we good. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah. But you take the truck out of the equation, I'm like, I like bubbly water. Like, yeah. <laughs> LaCroix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I so like talking like diesel guys in specific, like diesel, like the the customers that call us, like mm-hmm. that have a, a truck that they're, they're toying with or whatever. Like when you go to like a sled pole or like a, a drag race or something like that, like it, it, I've never really looked at it in this lens, I guess, of like a, a like a political side or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But my God, like you have to be crazy to think that they're not like we're not all like thinking the same kind of thing when it comes to, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to dig too far in the weeds and the stuff because I don't like talking about it. It's it doesn't make anybody happy right. <laughs> so but i'm just trying to figure it out like what it what about the truck and what about diesel trucks in spe- like specifically mm-hmm. makes it so attractive to to one side like only yeah 
Is it the the hmm. the fact that it tows? Is it the 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 amount of accessories? Is it the amount of power uh, that you can get out of it? That is just like a like Tim the Tool Man. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. This may be a bit of a stretch here, but I think I've got a connection. Okay. I think this goes back to our grandfathers. Our grandfathers, left, right, doesn't matter. At that point in time, you know, the early 1900s, you, you had to you had to be self-sufficient to a point. Yeah. Even if you were living in a city, you had to be self-sufficient. Yeah. And the amount of people that were self-sufficient compared to those that could rely on other people for a lot of things was completely inverse. There was a, many, many more people were self-sufficient than non-self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, and seeing... Let's say like our great grandfathers and our grandfathers, that was ingrained to them. You know, you work, you have to do that. You have to be self-sufficient. And then you start getting, let's say our fathers, um, where I'm not saying you didn't necessarily have to be self-sufficient, but it became a lot easier to not have to be self-sufficient. Yeah. Whereas, you know, a lot of, if you think back to, or think to people that live in really rural areas, everybody drives a truck because at some point you may need to pick up a pal to feed. Or yeah. something like that. It's a convenience factor. Like, oh, you know, my my seventeen year old son's coming back in from town. I should probably shoot him a text and let him know that I've got a pal to feed to pick up, and he can pick it up and bring it home. Yeah. As opposed to, oh no, he's driving the Camry today. Yeah. Uh, he could pick up a bag. <laughs> yeah. Right. Bring it back, but that's going to feed about point oh six in my horses. Yeah. Or so I don't know. I'm probably butchering all this stuff as far as like you know rural stuff. Feed you, you ratios. Kinda, yeah. You, you get <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about here. And as that has gone you know, through and through over time, you start getting, I would say the people in between, you know, us and our dads. Um, so that would be those born in like the seventies. Yeah. You know? Late, yeah. Late seventies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 85. You're like 89, 88, 90, 90. Oh, shit, I didn't know <laughs> yeah. I've, I've officially started hating you a little bit more now. Oh really? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> I'm supposed to, <laughs> um, but the, where they, you know, they're the second generation, that line of people that didn't have to be self-sufficient. Yeah. And the utilitarian or the, um, the thought in the back of your head that you needed to have a truck is now, now ascent almost two generations away. Right. Like your, your dad was probably kind of like, I wonder if I can get away without having a truck. I probably can. Okay. I can do, I didn't need a truck. Yeah. We're good. And now you've you you've got this kid now, who's sitting there going like, "Well, my dad never had a truck. Why the hell would I need a truck?" Right. Whereas your dad was sitting there going like, "I may have to buy a truck at any time." You are now going, "Well, he made it this whole time without. I definitely don't need it." Yeah. But there's a lot of people out there that still want to be self sufficient. Yeah. And I think that kind of comes down to maybe it's mostly people on the right. I'm not saying there's people on the left that don't want to be self sufficient or that do like relying on others even that's exactly how it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, put your asterisks in there or hash, whatever, yeah. you know, <laughs> whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Um, but I think it's a lot of people on, on, on the right that want to, they want to know that they can, they have the tools to do lots of things. Yeah. They want to be able to be self-sufficient. And they, these may be people living, you know, in like I was living in the barrier. Right. Like, there ain't no fields. Not plowing yeah. anything. Yeah. But at the same time, the, the there is still work to be done. Yeah. And I never want to feel like I can't make money or I can't be <clears throat> self-sufficient or do something because I don't have a truck. 
Right. I'd rather not be able to hold people and hold stuff. I've got kind of maybe possibly a fun conversation we could have. Okay. Me and you. You and me. You okay. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> We're gonna take trucks out of our life for a moment and see how how like how we would do things without a truck. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So you excursion gone. Okay. Your uh, old Ford gone. Gone. Okay. I don't. It doesn't matter what you have, but you don't have a truck. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Honest, the, the, the shitty part about this is as soon as you said that, I'm like, what do I drive? What do I, what do, what do I get? And I'm like, I said to myself, like, oh, four, 1500 silver auto. I'm like, it's a truck. Yeah. I yeah. can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So anything but a truck. Okay. Okay. Right. And not, not an excursion. So not a, a I'm going to even say not a big SUV. Right. So like you, you're a scope <laughs> or whatever, whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, how would your life change without having a truck? Like, as far as, like, sh- shit you do on the weekends, like... I'd, uh, I'd probably be married to a different caliber woman. <laughs> your whole life, wow. <laughs> your whole life. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to go back that far. Oh, yeah, I was just saying, kind of thinking, like, <laughs> like today, if we took all your trucks away, <laughs> like, you still have your wife. Well, that's, that. good. that's good. That's because that scared me. I'm sorry, you just got eliminated <laughs> from Ben's life. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I'm not saying my wife's that shallow, but I mean, she had a certain type of man she was looking for, and I had a certain type of woman I was looking for, and uh, I don't think she's looking for a Prius man. Put I get way. that, but yeah. right now, like, how much of your life would change without having a truck? Like, to be able to do things, like, okay, your deck. I would have had to pay someone your to fence. do that. I would have had to pay someone to either come do it or to bring the things to me. Yeah. Which is annoying. Or dump run. Dump run. You have can't, to. Can't do it. Yeah. You have to call all. someone to pick it up. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wouldn't. Well, I, I keep going back further than what you're talking about. Does that about. make you like, sick? It does. It does. <laughs> does that make you sick? I, I wouldn't have been able to do <laughs> 80% of the work I was doing while I was in college without a truck. Yeah. I was a young white male in California with insurance. I could speak and write English. I was clean, and I had a truck. Yeah. You know how much work and money you can make like that? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm being real with anybody that's in that situation. You got a truck, and you got insurance, and you take a shower, Yeah. and you know how to write and speak correctly, Yeah. and maybe, I don't know, have an email address that's not 6969, you know, <laughs> yeah. Sweet teas and baby G's yeah, you know, like, you know, at, at hotmail slash this dot com. Yeah. Like <laughs> take yourself like forty percent seriously for a second. Like you can make some money just being a a, a man with a truck. A man with a freaking truck. Yeah. Yeah. So like my life, like take away the truck. Mm-hmm. I have a trailer. <laughs> yes. I literally have to pay someone to, to haul my trailer and my side by side. Yeah. Like oh, I'll meet you. I'll meet you in the woods, <laughs> mile marker four. Unload it for me, please. Yeah. As I walk on this, can you actually un- unroll a rug so yeah. I can walk on that and have my slippers ready? And like, the, like a, a mint on my pillow, please. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. 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 Like, When's dinner? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> I don't have a washer and dryer in the unit, but I'd like a, a warm towel when I arrive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, warm towel. yeah I just need you to figure that out. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like. Go to the yeah, go going to the dump, get grit, you know, picking up wood, like all those little things that you kind of like, you know, kind of a pain in the ass to do when you're doing them. But like, if you didn't have a truck, it would be like, 
the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta call, I gotta call this guy to pick up this, pick up this wood from Home Depot, or yeah. I have to go rent a truck from U-Haul. Be one of those guys. Do you, by the way, I saw a video on, uh, I think it was like Instagram, and it was like guys like off roading. <laughs> this In guy's like, yeah. there's like a U-Haul truck right there. He's like, for for 19.95 a day, you can have a four wheel drive and go wheeling. <laughs> like, like that's hilarious. Like, get that extra insurance. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, like, life would drastically change without a truck. Like, I can't imagine my life without a truck. If I had to, not only. And there's a difference between like asking a friend if they can help you out because they have a truck. Because I've been that I've been that friend that has a truck to help people out. That's fine. Yeah. But I've never had to really ask someone with a truck to help me. Yeah. And this is no no offense to any of my friends that I've ever helped with a truck because they need help. I'm happy to do it. I'm your friend. That's what you do. Yeah. You help people. Um. When I gotta tell you, if I ever had to ask someone, or, you know contract someone to come and do a simple I'm, I'm having a hard time not dropping a lot of bad words yeah. <laughs> to try and get my point across here but like i've got a knife hand out if you can't yeah. see it, <laughs> it. like yeah. if i have to call someone to pick up my junk to go to the dump and i have to schedule that yeah My wife should leave me. I am not a man. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it, man. Like that, that's just it, part, part yeah. of being a man, owning a house, being a husband. You take care of that shit, and yeah. if you can't with a truck, then you got to find a tool that will. Yeah. And I tell you what, the best tool it's a freaking truck. You're right. <laughs> I think that's a good freaking. What What are we at? I think that's a good. Last, I'm getting sweaty. That's a good last section in this podcast on I think. <sighs> I need to go calm down for a minute. Yeah. I'm going to go take a walk and think about things and just be glad they got a freaking truck. <laughs> See, we're going to go stand in the parking lot and stare at our trucks. <laughs> I'm down, actually. It's kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, <laughs> actually, it kind of sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you listening to me and Tyler. Po- possibly getting a little political there. I hope we didn't ruffle any feathers. Take it back. I hope we did. I don't care. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> <laughs> deal with it yeah all right i love all of you thanks for tuning in make sure and check us out i forgot oh, no we do have an oh, a- dude, we, look at I'm we have an like, outro that rolls out to us i don't know why I'm i keep like, doing that i'm like matching today i got green green freaking carhartt hoodie yeah. green hat you got a little matchy matchy Ooh, and you got a red shirt on too yeah the red shirt's picking up the red in the logo i know That's hot, i planned bro. that dude i freaking planned that oh boy yeah i planned nice it work. all day i'm sure you did <laughs> That being said, everybody, thanks for tuning in. See you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.